0: Say good morning to everyone here at the Vision Church and to everyone listening online. And my name is Arthur Hurd, Jr., uh, <laughs> your, <laughs> your host for this morning, 11 o'clock service at the Vision Church. And at this time, as I have a choir, I have a praise team will be coming up in just a moment to render us some good praise songs to lift us up here in this service. And then after that, I'll be back to give, uh, be back. And then after that, then I have a pastor be up after the choir come again. Then I have a pastor be up to lead us on into the word, the word. But at this time here, we'd just like to take a moment before we get started to just give a chance to release whatever we might have went through in our life during this past week, through the day, whatever, Uh, anything in our mind that would hinder us from getting through in this service to giving God our best because he has given us his best. So, at this time, if you would, bow with me if we go to God in prayer. My Father, my Lord Jesus, come to you this morning saying, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day, Heavenly Father, another day that you have allowed me to be here on earth. As we are assembled here and right now at Division Church, Lord Jesus, thank you for being, being able to be here this morning, Heavenly Father, be on your program, Heavenly Father. And then, Lord, Lord, like I say, Heavenly Father, anything that might have went through in my life, anything this week, this, this morning that might have went through, that, that, that's, that's going to hinder my service with you, Lord, I ask you, Lord, take it out. Take it out, Heavenly Father, and just give me more of you, Heavenly Father. So as I'm in this service, Heavenly Father, I be giving you the real, the real, Heavenly Father. I be having my mind totally on you, Heavenly Father, and give you the praise you deserve, Heavenly Father, because I know. I know you're going to give me all I need, like you have, and you know you will. And so thank you for this opportunity, Heavenly Father. Bless us. Forgive forgive us our sins, Heavenly Father. And let us have a holy good time together in your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Let's stand to our feet as we get ready for worship on this morning. Hallelujah. As we go into this song that says, He's Intentional.
2: He's intentional. And he's never failing. Never failing. All things are working for my good. Things are working for He's intentional. He's never failing. Never failing. All things are working for my good. He's intentional. He's intentional. Never failing. All things are working for my good. All things are working for he's my intentional. Good. And he's never failing. Never failing. He's intentional. He's
3: intentional. And he's never failing.
1: Never failing.
3: He's intentional. He's intentional
2: and he's never failing. failing. I don't have to worry cuz it's working for me. Yeah, it's working for me. Yeah. And I believe it's working for me.
3: I don't have to worry cuz
2: it's working for me. Yeah,
4: it's working for me.
2: And I believe it's working for me. I don't have to worry worry because it's working for me. It's working for me. It's working for me. It's working for me. It's
3: working for me. I don't have to worry. Cause it's working working for me.
2: It's working for me.
3: It's
4: working for me. It's
5: working for me. It's working for me. Oh,
2: Cause it's working for me, yeah. It's working for me, yeah, and I believe it's working for me. I don't have to worry because it's working for me,
3: working for
2: me, it's working for me. I said it's working for me,
3: it's
2: working for me. Oh, oh. working for me it's working for me
3: Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah
1: hallelujah 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 we're not gonna stop right there we're gonna keep going i want us to really just worship and just bask in his presence on this morning as we go into this song that says shifting the atmosphere hallelujah hallelujah And our praise is shifting, shifting the atmosphere till the heavens are open. This praise is shifting, shifting, shifting the atmosphere. For breakthrough and healing Our worship is shifting It's shifting Shifting the atmosphere It's moving And it's breaking And our worship is shifting the, shifting the atmosphere every oak is destroyed every chain is broken this worship is shifting the atmosphere, shifting the atmosphere. and i worship and i'll pray Is shifting, is shifting the atmosphere, shifting the atmosphere till the heavens are open. This praise is shifting, it's shifting, shifting shifting the atmosphere all over the building for breakthrough and healing. Our worship is shifting, shifting, shifting the atmosphere. Shifting the
3: atmosphere.
1: It's moving and it's breaking. Our worship is shifting the atmosphere. Shifting the atmosphere. Till the heavens are open for breakthrough and healing, this worship is shifting the atmosphere. Shifting the atmosphere. One more time. Our worship and our praise is shifting. Shifting the atmosphere Shifting the atmosphere Till the heavens Are open This praise Is shifting 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 the atmosphere Shifting
3: the atmosphere
1: Every oak Is destroyed Every chain Is broken. This worship is shifting the atmosphere. atmosphere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just take 10 seconds. Hallelujah. To really just worship the Lord on this morning. Hallelujah. This song says, Our worship is shifting the atmosphere. Hallelujah. You got to really believe that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our worship. And I praise. This worship is shifting the atmosphere. Hallelujah.
0: Morning, once again. At this time, we we'll have our responsive reading, and which will be coming from Romans 8, 28 through 30. Romans 8, 28 through 30. As usual, I read the first verse, you'll read the second, and we'll read the last one together. It should be uh, on the uh, film, on the TV streams, where you can read it also. Excuse me. Okay, twenty six through twenty eight. Okay, uh, which we, it's on the strings. Okay, so I read the first verse and you read the second. Amen. Okay, twenty six says, "In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words." Okay. together and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose I want to thank God for the reading and the hears and the doers of his word at this time if you would bow with me and pray out so we can pray to God amen oh my heavenly father my Lord Jesus once again I come to you Thanking you, Lord, for this paper for this opportunity, Heavenly Father, that I can be on your program for one day. And then in order to, to serve you in some kind of way, Heavenly Father, because you know you deserve it more than anybody, Heavenly Father, even more than Mama and Daddy, Heavenly Father. You deserve it all, Heavenly Father. And so I'm so thankful for you for that, for what you have done in the past and what you are doing for me and what I know you will do for me. And then, Lord Jesus, at this vision church right now this morning, Heavenly Father, asking you, Heavenly Father, to, to, to be with us, Heavenly Father. If for some reason, Heavenly Father, they have a mind that's mind just not right where it needs to be, Heavenly Father, but right now put it where it needs to be right on you, Heavenly Father. Oh, Lord, so as we come and praise with you, Heavenly Father, as we come and have a relationship with you, Heavenly Father, as we come to learn more about you, my Father, Lord, Lord, you just ask you to teach us, lead us, Heavenly Father, guide us, Heavenly Father, as we go down this journey with you, Lord Jesus. And make this another day that just, that's just special for you, Heavenly Father. And then, then maybe somebody might be blessed extra, Heavenly Father. Somebody might not really know you good, Heavenly Father. They might hear something in, in the song, Heavenly Father. They might hear something in the word that Pastor brings to us, Heavenly Father, that will that, that, inspire them, Heavenly Father, to want to know more about you. Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus I just want to say thank you and forgive the five of our sins, Heavenly Father, because we know we haven't always done right, Heavenly Father. That's why we need you to lead us, Heavenly Father. And all that we are doing, because we know we're all going on and going on in our world today, Heavenly Father. All over the countries, Heavenly Father. Then right in our city, Heavenly Father, countless, countless killings, Heavenly Father. Oh Lord, we need you. We need you every day, Heavenly Father. And then Father, families, Heavenly Father, these marriages, Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, we realize that some marriages is, is, is in, 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 a, in a bad way, Heavenly Father. That these couples need you, Heavenly Father to keep together what you have put together, Heavenly Father, and in your name, Heavenly Father, to have them to be the family that you are proud of and that they can teach their kids in the same way, Heavenly Father. Lord, 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 just thank you. Thank you. And help us and lead us on in your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
6: All right. All right, come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Right. That, that hand clap would have been good for me. i take that. But I'm talking about the God of the universe. The one who hung the moon and the stars. The one who scooped out every valley. Come on, somebody. The one who made a way out of no way. Do I have anybody here who know who I'm talking about? The one who can change things. The ones who can transform things. That's the God we're here to worship. That's the God we're here to talk to. That's the God we're here to meet today. And I want to say good morning to every one of you today. Thank you so much. Thank you to all of our guests today. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Vision Church Houston. We're grateful to God. Amen. Uh, For he is good and awesome and wonderful. Amen. I just want to let you know we had an amazing day on yesterday. Amazing day at our Marriage ER Summit yesterday marriage ER we did man listen it was awesome i want to say to all of the married couples if you didn't show up you missed something amen and um and it was so good it was so good y'all it was so good we when we looked when we went over the evaluations one of the things that kept coming up in the evaluations was this uh we want to we wish it was longer. We wish, you know, we, uh, we, we want it to be longer. We wish it was longer. Um, when can we do this again? And so what we decided to do in March, we usually have our family ER, amen, uh, family ER. So what we're going to do is we're going to do ER2, amen. We're going to do marriage ER2, amen, on March twenty-six, one month from, th- from yesterday, amen, we will get it going. We've already got the registration open. Amen. Uh, All you got to do is text marriage ER2. The fly is on the screen. Amen. There it is. All right. So um, what you got to do is text marriage ER2 to 94000 and you can register for the next one. Amen. We're going to do it the same way. But this time we're going to have a little bit more time. We're going to have time for breakouts. We're gonna give the men a little bit more time, and give the wives a little bit more time, amen. And we're gonna be, we're gonna do some more hands-on stuff. We're gonna do some group panel stuff. We're gonna do some counseling, group counseling stuff. It's gonna be lit, amen. As the kids said, they're gonna be lit, amen. I don't know if they still are. They still using that one? Yeah, it's fading off, ain't it? That's like when we were coming up. It was, it's gonna be dope. Yeah. You know? You Understand what I'm saying, amen. It's gonna be fresh. My goodness, let me go way back. It's gonna be psychedelic. Amen. Mm-hmm. I went, I had to I had to hit Reverend James in the front right there. Psychedelic. Amen. <laughs> amen. How many had a great time at marriage? Let me see all the people make some noise if you said, Man, it was awesome. Amen. So so listen, uh, if you want to get married, amen you will be a good one to come to because we had a few, we had a few people who were not married in the, in attendance, and they were blessed by it. Amen. I should call them out right now and see what they learned. You know what they told me? They learned don't get married. That's what they told me. That's what they told me. Like man, I shoot, y'all can keep all that. Shoot, amen. <laughs> Listen, it ain't all that bad, y'all. <laughs> amen. It's not. It's not. It's not all that bad. Amen. Uh, If you learn if you get the tools and you work through your issues. um, I promise you, I promise you life can be better. Amen. Imagine falling in love with someone. And then uh, understanding this that the person you married, um, you know, five years ago is not the same person. Right? So you have to know how to adjust the seasons. And that's what I'm going to deal with in our next ER coming up. I want to talk about how to live within the seasons of your marriage. Amen. Winter, spring, summer, fall And four seasons. Amen. And and if you understand seasons and transitions, you'll understand how to live. Now, in November now, you single people, don't worry, we got y'all. We got y'all. We got got y'all. We're going to do the singles ER. We turn everything to ER, y'all. Hey, Amen. I asked someone yesterday, I said, what does ER stand? ER stands for enrichment. I said, what does ER stand? Emergency room. I'm like, yep, that's exactly what we intended it to be. But we kind of put it under that umbrella of enrichment. But really, really, it's, it, I, I started to think on that. Imagine if you had a place you could go. You don't have to ask a bunch of questions, right? When, 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 you, when something is wrong. Let me ask you something. When something is wrong with you physically, like you have an emergency, where do you go to? The ER. And to think about, man, imagine if we had a place we can come to. Come on, somebody. When you're going through, well, you, don't, you don't wait five years to come and get help. Imagine if you had an emergency, for five, you wouldn't be alive, would you? So imagine a marriage. Imagine a single person, amen. And in be- from now to November, we're going to do something for our single people. I want to do, uh, you know, do something with our young adults. You know, I want to do something with uh, our young adults, 18 to 35 or 36 around there. Amen. We're going to figure out what we're going to call that. It's going to be year or something, but we're going to find out, we want to we do something for them to help them to become. Uh, better equipped to live life, you know, because the 18s to 35-year-olds are trying to figure out life. Come on, y'all. They're trying to figure out what they want to be. Amen. Where where do they fit in in society? You know, what what are they going to contribute to the betterment of the world, right? So what we want to do is we want to be able as a church to provide those types of information. Amen. And teaching. Amen. I want to thank the men this morning. I want to thank you so much for meeting me at 1015. Uh, What we're doing in this church, y'all, we're mobilizing. Hello, somebody. We're mobilizing our men. Amen. We're getting our men plugged into ministry. Amen. Plugged into the kingdom so that they have a purpose here. Then I, I told them today, you got to decide what kind of man you want to be in church. You're either going to be a man that just comes, listens to the word, and leaves. And that's okay, because that's where you are. Or you're going to be a man that comes, listens to the word, but serves God. Amen. And then you're taking it to another level. Amen. And so um, we met today, and what a what a great, great uh uh, turnout we had, and we had some great results, amen, today. So I just give God thanks for that. Give give God a hand clap for our prayer, for the men of our church. And um, also uh, want to mention, uh, I, I just want you to be wise about one thing. Uh, I know what you're hearing out there on the news and things like that about your mask. Keep your mask on. Okay. Okay. Uh, People are still catching COVID. Okay, so please don't fall for that, y'all. Keep your mask on. Be wise. Use wisdom because let me tell you what's going to happen, all right? what We got to wait to see. The other thing we need to pray for, we need to pray for uh, the people in Ukraine right now. I don't understand why my heart feels the way it does for those people. Cause usually we're like, right, we're going to pray for them, you know, but, but it, it, I don't have that feeling. I have a feeling. I, I don't like bullies is what I don't like. Come on, help me somebody. I don't know about you, but I don't, I can't stand a bully. Amen. And so I've stood up to some giants before in my life. Uh, I don't have to do that physically anymore because the Lord will fight for me. But, um, I believe, amen, that if we come together and pray for those people in Ukraine, listen, can you imagine? Can you imagine over 5 million people right now are on the run? It's cold, you have COVID, and all the other things. Their their homes are being destroyed, their lives are being disrupted in a split second. All because a man wants something that's not his. Pay attention to what's going on internationally, saints, because it does link to the Bible. The Bible says in the last days, certain world powers will rise. There'll be a one world government. But watch this. We're not there yet. But it's a prototype. I want you as a people to care about what's going on. Just like we're praying for our community with the violence and the crime that's going on in the city of Houston that's what we were here doing on Friday night thank you for coming and praying if we can't fight them we got to pray for them y'all and so what I want us to do Saints is to keep praying can you put the prayer line number for me up there please amen I want to, I want you to join me on the prayer line on Monday amen Monday evening is it, are we on Monday Monday, Tuesday, but this Monday, I would like the prayer team to focus on Ukraine for me. Amen. Put the prayer. There's the number right there. There's the number right there. Take that number down. Write that number down, please. Please join them. Let's get together. We can't, we just get together on this prayer line and let's pray together. Let's pray for those people who are struggling, those people that are hurting, those people who are dying, Amen. And let's pray for our community, saints. Please let us pray for our community. Amen. Thank you so much for all that you do for the Vision Church. Thank you to all of our guests today. Thank you for those watching online. Thank you for your support of this church. We are grateful to God that He has allowed us to be here one more time. Amen. Get a picture of it. Am I forgetting anything, Sister Hunt? Okay. Yes, we have a special Black History Month moment, but before we do that, we're going to make ready now to worship God with our gifts. Amen. It is offering time. If you look in front of you, there's three QRC codes in front of you. Amen. All you have to do is open your camera, point it at it, and you can give on any one of those platforms today. Also, thank those that uh, helped out yesterday with our conference. Thank you so much.
3: Press down, shake it
4: together, run it over.
7: Press down,
2: shake it
4: together, run it over. Press down, shake it
0: together, run it over.
6: Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for the heart's the hands, and the lives of the people who have given into this offering time, this worship-giving time. God, their gifts is a representation of what they feel about you, God. So thank you today. Bless them, multiply it, and may it be used, God, for the movement of this church and your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen, and thank God.
8: Good morning, Saints. All mm-hmm. praises to God this morning in honor of Pastor Hunt and all that is assembled. Our Black History Moment this day will honor one of our very special On June 13, 1948, a baby girl was born to the late Mr. and Mrs. George Grant in Victoria, Texas. At an early age, the family moved to Houston, Texas where she received her education. As you all know now, Sister Hill raised five children as a single parent while working at the then White House Hotel as a housekeeper in downtown Houston. In the late 70s, Sister Hill went to work for the Houston Independent School District and at at Lockhart Elementary where she worked hard and later became the food service manager at the same school she started. Sister Hill retired from Houston Independent School District in 2003. Sister Hill rededicated her life to Christ at the age of 45 and later married her late husband, Mr. Alton Archery, Hill senior in April of 1994. And the two of them helped raise 15 grandchildren and 20 plus great grandchildren. Sister Hill is the matriarch of her family at the age of 73. And still picking up the pieces, as we her children, I'm one of them lack and neglect. She still is helping in the care of twins that has brought her so much love and joy. Sister Hill is a faithful member of the Vision Church of Houston since 2020. Sister Hill serves on the BFL community faithfully and loves every day of it, but she is back doing what she loves doing, cooking. So on this day, we at the Vision Church of Houston Honor our mother, sister, Alice Hill, on this Black History Moment.
6: We salute you as a living legend. Amen. God bless you.
1: y'all stand to your feet as we get ready for worship.
3: my God changed me I'm not the same and he did it suddenly suddenly Jesus did it oh yes he did it he did it suddenly my God changed me I'm not the same and he did it suddenly did it oh yes he did and he did it suddenly
0: my God changed me
3: I'm not the same and he did it suddenly he did it suddenly and 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 he did it. Suddenly, and he did it. Suddenly,
1: and he did it. Suddenly, and he did it. Suddenly, and he did it. Suddenly, hallelujah, hallelujah.
6: I mean, believe he did it. I mean, believe he can do it suddenly. Sometimes we put in a time frame on our change, but God can change you right away. You see, He has that power to do that. Come on, somebody, somebody know what I'm talking about. Certain things He could take from you right away. Amen. Thank God that He knew what to take away from me. Come on, somebody. Amen. If it had not been for Him.
1: Suddenly,
3: and he did it. Suddenly, and he did it. Suddenly, and he did it. Suddenly, and he did it. Suddenly.
6: Hallelujah to his holy name. Come on, and give him a hand clap of praise, y'all. My goodness. Amen. I want to also remind you, next Sunday, we are getting ready to uh, close out our first fruit offering. Amen. Next Sunday, we're going to have our first fruits, and we're going to bring them before the Lord. Amen and uh, I know I want, how many want a good harvest this year? Amen. Remember what I said last week? If you're not sowing, you can't expect to reap anything. Y'all following me? Amen. So if you're not sowing, and and please don't use any addendums to your sowing, okay? We're, We're talking about sowing money. Amen. If you want your blessings, if you want to financially set, you have to sow into something. Amen. Um, Some people sow into the world. We sow into the kingdom. Amen. And when you sow into the kingdom, amen, God will give you a return on what you've sown. Amen. So next Sunday, we're going to do something special on next Sunday. Amen. To commemorate and celebrate our first fruit offering. Amen. Uh, If you have not pledged or did not get an opportunity to do it, you can give next Sunday. Amen. We like to give people a time to plan and prepare. Amen. For that uh, particular day. That's a big day in our church. Big time where we are, uh, where we are giving back to God. Amen. What he has given us. Amen. And hopefully today's message, uh, we've been talking about the secret to getting your financial house in order. Amen. How many of you want your financial house to be in order? Amen. Amen. You want your financial house to be in order. There's certain things that you have to do. Amen. Uh, it, it is, it's. It, it depends on you. You can't blame anybody for what, what's going on with us financially. Amen. We have to take responsibility. Amen. For where we are. Uh, There's several reasons why we struggle, mismanagement, uh, misusing, amen, uh, overspending, all those types of things, and we have principles that we live by, amen. We've been talking about a new direction, and so today I want you to, um, it's preaching time, we're going to go to one verse, one verse today, may read two, but eh, two verses here. 2 uh, Corinthians uh, chapter 9, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, we've been here now for uh, three weeks, we've been here three weeks, and we've been talking about how to get the secret to getting your financial house in order. And today, I will conclude here in chapter 3. Amen? In chapter 9, in these verses to follow. Amen? It says, each one, verse 7, 2 Corinthians 9, 7, each one must do just as he has what? Purposed in his what? Heart. Not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves, loves a cheerful giver. Verse 8, and God is able, you got to catch that, in the context of being a cheerful giver, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having, wouldn't it be a good day Will you always have always having an all-sufficiency in everything that you may have an abundance? How many want an abundance? Two things there, sufficiency and abundance. For what? For every for what? Every good deed. I want to talk about this morning the secret to getting your financial house in order. I want to talk about giving to God. Come on, tell your neighbor, giving to God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your mercy and grace. Forgive me of my sins. Stand in my body. Think with my mind. Speak with my voice. Cancel the schemes and the plans of the enemy. And God, I pray that the hearts of your people would be receptive to the word of God. Touch us all now. Speak to us now, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank God. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you, ushers. Amen. Amen. The secret to getting your financial house in order. Um, Giving to God. I told you last week that giving is a very difficult subject to talk about in church. There are certain topics in church that we struggle with. Death, the end times, the book of Revelation, you know, submission. (laughs) Amen. Sacrifice, service, a lot of different topics that we struggle with learning. But it's necessary if we're going to be a well-rounded Christian that just because I don't want to hear it or I don't like the topic, it doesn't mean I cannot learn it. Imagine this. Imagine so far in this series, we found out that that the secret to getting your financial house in order, it revolves around the right attitude, the right attitude. Money is a good servant, but a terrible master. And if you allow your money to master you, you will consistently be mismanaging, hello, somebody, what God has given you. I believe that in order to get your financial house in order, it requires having the right attitude. You see, I told you last week that when you sow, The way you sow determines what you receive. It's like anything else. Whatever I put into it, you hear that all the time, right? Whatever I put into it is what I'll get out of it. But for some reason, for some reason, many times, we wish that we had enough to sow. Come on somebody and I ain't just talking about money but, but I'm talking about there is a path to success and I found the secret i found the secret i i i'm i'm like when i heard about the patty labelle pie come on somebody i was sharing with a client on friday that they didn't advertise Oh, come on, help me, somebody. One person got it, and another person, and another person told another person. And before you know it, Patty LaBelle making millions on pie. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And and I think about how the world and how people succeed in the world and, you know, how people get ahead and how they live successfully, so it seems. Then I think about as a believer. Can this secret get out? Come on, somebody. You see, when you discover something in God's word and you put it to practice, and that's the only way you're going to know if it actually works. So you can't say, well, I know it, head knowledge, without application. And, and I reckon that there are, there are people in here today that you want to be successful. There's not a person in here today that can tell me that you do not want to be successful. I mean, you want to be successful. We want success. Amen. But but listen, I started to realize in my life
7: that I would
6: rather be blessed than be successful. Now, there's a difference because one relies on God, the other relies on self. I wish I had somebody. And, and, and here's, the, here's the flip side of the coin. And when you're blessed, you are successful. <laughs> but it's all about how you define success. You see, and many of us, we define the success based on only our limited information of what we know. But here's the thing, a blessed person. For instance, when, when the angel came to Mary, <laughs> and, 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 and a lot of us misquote this passage, okay? I'm ble- How you doing today? I'm blessed and highly favored the Lord. You ain't having no miraculous baby. Talking about you blessed and highly favored of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Here's another one. Here's one, another one. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. You ain't going to Babylon in captivity for 70 years. So do you want to be blessed? Do you want to be successful? Which one? See, context means a lot. Context, whenever you read scripture, always read what happens before what happens after and what it says as a whole that keeps you standing on the right promises are you following me watch this watch this watch this i want to be blessed amen and, and and let me say this i am blessed are you with me the, the, don't 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 Think that just because you don't see a person driving a certain thing. I, I, know, I know a billionaire right now. You, you guys may know this guy. His name is Warren Buffett. Anybody know of Warren Buffett? He, he lives, amen, in an average home. He drives a 1987 Lexus. He stops by McDonald's every day to get his breakfast and you wouldn't know that you're dealing with a billionaire. See, it's all
7: about perspective. I don't know about you,
6: but in 2022, God showed me something this morning in my prayer time. It's already earmarked for you. And I'm saying that to you right now. What he has for you is already been assigned to you. The only thing that you're dealing with right now is a delay before destiny. And I call it a divine delay. You see, because God is still working on you. Listen, 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 listen. I want you to see that this year you can take yourself from where you are, not you. God can take you from where you are to where he wants you. All you and I have to do is obey and follow the plan. How many want to follow the plan? It's so easier following the plan, saints. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. The other principle, uh, principle I've learned is that I would rather have favor than money because I realize that money can only get me through. Money can only take me so far, but when you have faith, one person will say one thing and another person will say something else, and God will touch the hearts of somebody. And then all of a sudden, you are standing at the table or sitting at the table with some major people who can help you excel in life. Here's what I'm saying we need each other. Are you with me? Favor, hallelujah, will get you out of some things. Favor will bring you to some things, and favor will take you through some things. Last week, we learned another principle. And here's what we learned last week. We learned something last week about sewing. Some of you ain't got that problem. Amen. You ain't got no problem sewing at all. Amen. Maybe you have a problem waiting. Or maybe you have a problem, a you know, not seeing it come to full term because of impatience. But here's the thing, saints. I want to encourage you today to let you know that sowing and reaping works. I can tell you I'm not where I used to be. Anybody else not where they used to be? And I'm not just talking about sowing money. I'm talking about you've sown some good deeds. You've sown some good words. Come on, somebody. You, you, you've sown some good thoughts. Because when the enemy tries to take your potential, check out 9 o'clock service. I talked about living up to your God-given potential. I want to tell you something. If you got the the devil dancing in your mind with words that you believe about yourself that's not true, you and I will never really live up to our true potential. Do I have a witness? Here's what I found out. Having all these principles is one thing. But if we don't apply it, if it doesn't come off the page to performance, If it doesn't leave the page and you put flesh and blood on it, it will not work. The other thing you have to realize, too, is write this word down for me. Write it down. Somebody need to write this word down. Consistency. Consistency. The story is told of
7: the guy, the farmer.
6: There was a a drought. And then after the drought came all this rain and it washed away all his crops. Then all of a sudden, he goes out there way back in the field, and he found this little soybean tree just growing up. And out of that one seed, he got 350 seeds. And then from that 350 seeds, he took it. He waited till harvest time. He took a little plot of land. Took a little plot of land he had, a little acre, and he, he scattered all the seed. Before that, you know he had 6,000 seeds. What I'm saying, Saints, is that he understood the principle of this: you can't hold on to your seeds. You can't, you can't, whatever God has given you, you have to release it so that it can grow again. But you have to think expansion. Tell your neighbor, expansion. It's time for you to step out on faith. It's time for you to come from behind the shadows come on somebody it's time to overcome the fear you know what i found out we can be afraid of success you get closer to success and sometimes your heart start beating fast come on somebody opportunities start coming and then you start you start you start shrinking back because you're afraid to face what's ahead of you but can i
7: tell you something here's the thing that you have to do
6: with the principle. I told you last week, you have to activate the principle. I told you you have to address the problem. You have to apply the principle, I'm giving it to you. Number number four I gave you last week, you have to always be faithful to practice the principle. Number five, you have to be patient. And somebody here, I want to tell you something. Keep sowing seeds. Yesterday, I was talking to Sister Hunter. She said, I said, I said, why, why did you do that? She said, the Lord told me to sow a seed. I said, I got it. Can I ask you a question? Does God ever touch your heart to sow a seed into somebody? <laughs> Amen. And you're like, well, I don't have it. No, don't worry about what you have. If God told you to do it, he knew you had it. Are you with me? Now, the context of our passage, I got 20 minutes. I'm on time. Watch this. Paul had arranged for this church to give an offering to the churches around them that were struggling. But it had taken one year to get it done. They started, and then they stopped. They started again, and then they stopped. The Corinthian church did not lack wealth. They just lacked opportunity. But when the opportunity presented itself, they started to shrink back on what they promised. Let me say this. It's amazing to me sometimes that sometimes we make promises to God. God, I'm going to do this. God, I'm gonna do that. And for some reason along the way, not some reason, and listen, you know, you know, you know what an excuse is a reason wrapped up in a lie. That's what an excuse is. So they had a lot of excuses why they couldn't complete this. Okay, but 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 listen, listen, listen. I'm not sure that Paul wanted it to last as long. And here's what I told you last week. Whenever people take a long time to deliver on what they promised, it means that it's not important anymore. You with me? Do you not know that everything is a trickle effect? That whatever you promised, it affects everything in your life. So many years ago, I told you a story at the beginning of this this, uh, series. A gentleman, he asked me, he said, Pastor, pray for me. Please pray for me. He, he was an engineer and he, he was building an a ethanol plant in, Niger, in Brazil. He says, the contract was $100 million. He said, Pastor, if you pray for me, I'm going to build you a church.
7: got the contract. (laughs) We ain't got no
6: church yet. (laughs) Here's why I'm bringing this to the forefront. Because, watch this, he has a track record of making promises and not keeping it. Watch this. He told me prior to him promising me that there was a church in Nigeria that he went to visit and he promised them, watch where I'm going to, watch where I'm going with this. This is sowing and reaping. Watch this. He says, pastor, I promised them that I would put a roof on their church because it was raining. And when the day I went and when the church was, when it started raining, everybody had to scatter, no roof on the church. And I promised that it had been two years. So as he was talking, I said, you know what? I said, if you call that church and you sow and you make good on your promise, God's going to release this contract. That's exactly what happened. He sent them $2,000. He wired them $2,000, and they got the roof on the church. And right after that, the contract was released. What am I trying to say to you today? You got to go back in your chronicle of your promises and ask yourself this question. What have I promised God? And have I delivered on what I have promised? Because it's a principle of sowing and what? Reaping. I got many more stories I can tell you. But let's, let's look at this one. Look, at, look, look, look what he says. Look what he says. Paul is talking to them, verse 6, he says, now this I say, dealt with this last week, he who sows sparingly will also what? reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also what? Reap bountifully, got the principle. Verse 7, now he says, each one must do. See the must? What does that mean? It's in the imperative mood. Here's what an imperative means in the Greek. The word means it's something of a fact. It is something that every believer should be doing, but not forced to do. So the first thing I believe when you start giving to God, watch this, the first thing is that you got to understand about giving, because some people got to miss no more about giving. Giving to God is in what? Is in what? An individual decision. It has to be done individually. No one can tell you, listen, I realize that every time I give, I had a choice. And when that choice is taken from me, come on, somebody, then it doesn't benefit me. Are you with me? Watch this. It depends on me doing what I do. I have to decide no one can make that decision for me. God wants to supply my needs and more, but I must decide that I will support his kingdom. Bottom line. Paul says, listen, we started this a year ago, but he says each one must do. I thank God that I got the must do's of giving. I, listen, listen, can I tell you something? It's, it's individual, but also I see the urgency in it. I not only see the urgency, but I see the relevance of it. I not only see the relevance of it, but I realize that all of my blessings is tied into me doing what God tells me to do. You see, the Bible says this, that go ye therefore into all the world. That's a command. Come on, somebody. Do I have anybody? And and whenever you see a command in Scripture, when you apply that, when you obey that command, it's always tied to a promise. The obedience of that promise blesses you in many ways than you can even imagine. And so I encourage you today to understand that giving to God is an individual decision. Don't let nobody pump you or prime you to do it or manipulate you to do it. You have to do it because you want. You know what I found out? It's not about the, the presentation. It's about your heart. I'm getting that minute. Watch what he says next. Watch what he says next. Watch what he says next. He says, just as he has purposed Where? That word means to choose. That word purpose means the, cho- the choice of giving. So not only is giving to God an individual decision, but secondly, giving to God, some people need to look, somebody need to know this, is a choice from the heart. Now, let me ask you a question. What type of heart do you have? Do you have, you Somebody say, oh, I'm a giving person. No, but what kind of heart do you have? You want to give chickens and cows and, Some people don't want to give nothing new. You know, they want to give what they have left over. And whatever and whenever you give, it starts with you sitting with God and seeking God and saying, God, what's in my heart? Saints, think about it. The last time you made a purchase it is a reflection of your heart. If you look at your debits, I can't say checkbooks no more because nobody uses checkbooks. If you look at your cash app, mm -hmm. if you look at your statement, pay attention to where your heart is. Fast food restaurant, Amazon, uh, Walmart. (laughs) Amen. When we give, our hearts must make the choice. Some people don't have it in their hearts at all. And so that's why when the subject of giving comes up, it is about. it becomes very uncomfortable. They start sweating, they break a little sweat, a little small sweat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's, 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 here's what they do too. They never look at the offering basket. They be like, now they're looking at their phone. Look, and now with this Cash App, i be like, they, 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 they be acting like they give. Let me write, let, write this down. Giving is critical to getting out of financial debt. How? Yes, but but how? If I need more, you need the blesser, you need the supply. You need a supplier. But if you cut off your, I already did Malachi, I ain't going back there. Watch this. If you cut off your blessings, how in the world are you going to be blessed? It's a heart issue. God, it's an individual decision, but it's a choice that starts in the heart. Can I tell you something? Let me liberate you from it. And I've said this before, and I've said it. I'm going to say it again. Don't tithe on, on percentage. Wait, wait a minute. 10 is just a, it's, it's, it's a marker. That's all it is. It's, it's all it really is. Now, now, here's the thing if you want to get your financial house in order, pray about your choice. God, what would you have me to give today? And from your heart, it will always be above your 10. You know why? Because you can never repay him. Can I ask you something? Are you grateful for what God has? Do I have any grateful people in here this morning? Seriously, like you're really, 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 You know, the people who prize themselves on being givers, you know what I love about them? They found out something that some of us ain't found out yet. They found a secret. They're like, shoot, I I know it works. And then you got people looking around like, man, I'm suspect. Don't give. Seriously, seriously. It doesn't benefit you. Watch this. He says, as he purpose in his heart, as he's chosen in his heart. Watch this. You ready? Not what? I'm going to have some fun with this word. Not what? You, you know what that, that word means?
5: Hmm.
6: You ready? The Greek word for the word grudgingly is the word that comes from the word grief. To be grieved. Watch this. To be troubled. Here's the other part to the word to be annoyed. There you go talking about money again. Shoot, I came here for another message. And he talking about stuff I already know. I could have stayed home. I could have watched it on YouTube. You annoyed. It also means affliction. Imagine that. Imagine that he says that when you give, it causes affliction. Imagine money having this effect on. You. If money is having that much effect on you, we need to talk. (laughs) Because maybe you're too overly consumed by it. Maybe it's the love of money, not the lack. I wish I had somebody. You see, the attitude that we give with is important to God more than anything else. So the next thing is giving to God should be done with the right attitude. Man, man, I, man listen, I don't want, if I, I, I remember when I, when I was an immature Christian, I, I just got to say, and I, I understand why Paul wrote this. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe they for more money. Shoot, they elbow elbowing my wife, you know. Baby, you are asking again. How many times they gonna pass the basket rounds? Why was I getting all troubled and annoyed? <laughs> then they asked for money for the pastor, and I, I ain't giving it to that. Shoot, I ain't, shooting. that ain't part of my offering. <laughs> Listen, God wants us to give to him, ready? I said, uh, t- uh, God wants you to give to him with the right attitude. What, what is the right attitude? He says, not grudgingly, okay, not grudgingly, not, give, not with grief, but look what he says next. Watch this now. Uh, he says, and not under
7: compulsion. First of all,
6: if my giving is causing me to be agitated and annoyed, I, I, something wrong. Tell your neighbor something wrong. But the same God that I'm annoyed with is the same God I'm going to put my hand out to. Same God I'm going to raise my hands to. I don't know if you know, but these lights, they cost. They do. The stuff we do in the kingdom cost, But God says, I want you to be a partner with me. But in partnership, you got to have the right attitude. Watch this, watch this now. He says not, so I told you to, what, what? what does that word grudgingly mean? It means what? To grieve, right? To be troubled, to be annoyed, right? But watch what the next word, the next word there is what? Compulsion. The word compulsion means to, it means pressure. It means hardship, distress, to press something into a tight space. Watch this. He says, giving to God, not only should it be done with the right attitude, but giving to God should not be done under pressure. Have you ever been in church where you're pressured and you feel pressured? Maybe it was conviction now. Hold on. Got no difference now. (laughs) You got no difference now. Even if you're in hardship, your giving counts. Listen to this. If you feel your giving will put you into hardship, then you have to evaluate and exercise your faith. Because that's what a lot of people say, well, I can't give because I only have so much. If it's going to cause you hardship, God says, I don't want, Paul is telling these believers, I don't want you to be hard pressed about this, y'all. Can you imagine having this conversation? And, and watch this. And if you have to be pumped and primed and, and manipulated into and, and, and all that stuff to give, don't do it no matter where you are your giving is done from your heart no pressure none now you got to know the difference in conviction and pressure seriously that's serious I wasn't a joke that was serious but the reason I say that because sometimes it's our conviction by way of the Holy Spirit that's telling us hey you haven't done enough Here's the thing, you got to understand the next part of the verse. After you get past the grudgingly and the compulsion, he says, for God. Man, I I, want to be loved by, how how many want to be loved? How many know you, let me just say this. How many know you're loved by God? So let me tell you what that love is. That's called personal love. When you come to know Jesus Christ and the pardon of your sins, right? You have now personal love. He loves you personally. Okay, watch this now. But then there are categories of love. (laughs) And this is one category. The category here is in the context of you being a certain type of giver. Lord Jesus, I want to be a cheerful giver. I just don't want to be called or classified as a giver. I want to be called and classified as a cheerful giver. You know what the word cheerful means? It means hilarious. It means happy. Now, you see the contrast in the text? Here's the contrast in the text. One is Grudgingly, angry, mad, tight, pressed in, troubled, like, man, shoot, man, like. <laughs> Gosh, they want this dollar, man. I <clears throat> what they asking for. <laughs> and then the other one is like, I'm just happy. Man, listen, where, where's the offering basket? Get bring it here. Amen, I'm ready, I'm happy I'm Listen, I'm ready to do this Right, I'm ready to do this Because guess what I'm happy about it Because here's why I'm happy I survived Watch this 20 years ago I lost my mind Y'all ain't trying to hit me 10 years ago I had a heart attack Died twice Come on somebody I lived in depravity and poverty for so long in my life. I was broke, bad credit, all of that. But look at me now. You see, you see, the reason I'm happy is because I got a history with God. And God didn't have to pump me to give. Because here's what I realized. I didn't have to accept where I was. And let me tell you this. Positive thinking wasn't getting me out of my mess. But the power of God and the word of God and the application of the word of God has brought me this far by faith. Do I have anybody got the same story? That you're not where you used to be. That the God that you serve, hey, he picked you up. He turned you around. Come on, somebody. You may not have all you want, but you got a peace of mind. You got a few dollars tucked away and you know that if a rainy day comes, you'll be all right because God will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. So me giving back to God ain't nothing because I can't really give God. Think about this. I cannot give him something that he already owns. The earth is the Lord the fullness thereof, and they that dwell in it. And so how in the world that I can say that I'm giving my money to God when it really belongs to God? So actually it's a trust thing. That's all it is. It's a trust thing, y'all. God says, trust me. And I'm trusting you to bring it back to me. Every paycheck you get is a trust factor. It's God sitting there saying, let me see if I can trust it. Every time you give,
7: you give. The next thing is this. Giving to God is an action.
6: done out of love can i tell you something he loves you more than you love yourself because sometimes the way we treat ourselves it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't match up y'all but imagine how much you can get back from god when you're in a love relationship with him this category of love is in the context of giving if you want to gain favor from God, give cheerfully. I ain't talking about your time. I'm talking about your money. Let's just, just, just call it what it is. He says, give to him, and he loves a cheerful giver. And my last thing, and I'm done. He says, and God is what? He's able He's able to do what? He's able to paraparsio. You know what the paraparsio means? When he says to make something, he means that he's able to take something and make it above and beyond your reach, but he can allow you to reach it because he's able. That's what that word means. That word, when he says make, is to do something above and beyond human ability and my God our God is able to make what all grace abound to who you don't need money when you got grace grace will pour grace will fill up your bank account I'm waiting to see some people live in this principle right here. I want to see some people live right here. Here's the thing, so that so that always what? Imagine a life where you always have. I remember when my bank account was red. That you put it up online; it's always red, negative. Y'all remember those days? Hmm. Huh. Always red. I mean, you, you you just checking the check, but you knew it was red. <laughs> you wish you can color it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you're like, gosh, dog, I'm going to pay that $36. <laughs> I'm going to just cut the loss. I'm going to just hit the $36. But ever since I found out the principal, I have yet to have a negative account. Listen, I don't have an abundance. I'll tell somebody, I don't have an abundance, but I have favor. Listen, every bill is going to be paid. I know that. Okay? But God says, whatever you need, you will always have what? A sufficiency. Look at the text. All sufficiency in what? Everything. And not only sufficiency, but he says, and you may have what? Abundance. How do you want abundance? Can I say this to you? You say you want. But are you willing to do
7: what it takes to get it? Let me tell you the last thing. given to God has what? Many rewards.
6: You have in your power now the information. Come on, somebody. Now what you going to do with it? the very first person to reach the status of billionaire was a man who knew how to set goals and follow through. At age 23, he had become a millionaire. By age 50, he was a billionaire. Every decision, attitude, relationship was tailored to create his personal power and wealth. But three years later, At age 53, he became ill. His entire body became racked with pain and he lost all of his hair on his head and he was just sick to the point he wasn't coming back. In complete agony, the world's only billionaire could buy anything he wanted. See, it's not about money, but he could only digest milk and crackers. An associate wrote, he could not sleep. He would not smile. Nothing in life meant anything to him. His personal, highly skilled physician predicted that he would die within a year. That year agonizedly passed very slow. And as he approached death, He woke one morning with a vague remembrance of a dream. He could barely recall the dream, but he knew that it had something to do with not being able to take any of his success with him into the next life. The man who could not control the business world, who could control the business world, suddenly realized he was not in control of his own life. He was left with a choice. He called his attorneys and accountants and managers and announced to them that he wanted to channel his assets to hospitals, research, the church, mission work. On that day, John D. Rockefeller established his foundation. This new direction eventually led to the discovery of penicillin cures for current strains of malaria, tuberculosis, and a whole lot of different things. The lists of discovery from his foundation are enormous. But perhaps the most amazing part of Rockefeller's story is this, that the moment he began to give back a portion of all he had earned, his body chemistry was altered so significantly that he got better. It, took, it looked as if he would die at 53, but he lived to be 98. Rockefeller learned that gratitude and giving back from his wealth was the way. Doing so made him whole. It is one thing to be healed, but it's another thing to be made whole. Give God a hand clap of praise, show. That story really blessed me because I believe that some of you are channels for millions of dollars. But as I said at 9 o'clock, if you don't see your God-given potential, you'll never see that you are channel for God. See, here's the thing.
7: I was praying this morning and the Lord
6: shared with me this. The very thing that you're praying hard about, I've already answered. If you want success in that area, just trust me. So in the name of that area. Lord have mercy. So if it's my business, I'm going to sow a seed. If it's my marriage, I'm going to sow a seed. If people look at marriage, you ER, are right? I'm just, I'm not saying anybody here, I'm just saying, right? $50 is a lot of money. Gosh, no. It's a seed for something that will last for a long time. Anything you sow into in the kingdom, it will bring a return to you. If you want to be a millionaire, stop praying about it. And find the purpose to get you to a millionaire. And stick to that purpose. And don't let nothing derail you from that purpose because when you leave that to go to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, you've forgotten right here what you prayed for. and that's the vehicle that God was going to use, but you got impatient. Oh well, I got principle, but I got practice. I believe God wants to bless some of you. But
7: the question is, do you see it? Do you want to be a channel where your wealth where your wealth can change generations to come We got to stop saying it y'all and we got to start doing it But the key
6: is giving to God first Rockefeller gave so much to the church, okay, so much to the church that missionaries were able to go overseas and spread the gospel, okay? Listen, he realized something. All this wealth without happiness means nothing. So I encourage you today. Amen to just change your perspective. Change your perspective. Ask God, Lord, touch my heart. Show me. Show me. Listen, if something is asked of you and you can't do it, don't think bad of it. Give what you can give into it. And then watch God take you. I- I- I'll never forget this. i never forget this prayer, you ready? I used to be a, a, a $5 giver. That's it. That's all I give, $5. And then I, I started going to church, and I started hanging around the guys. I'm like, Man, you're giving $100? Oh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. That's a lot of money. I see I'm people giving $5. i am like, oh, wait a minute. Let me, let me just slide on to the side. Because all I got is five. I already made up in my mind, that's my number. And this is my, pr- I never forget I was in a revival. Listen to me real good, y'all. This is true. I promise you. When people say that they're lying, but not me. Um, I was at a revival, and Dr. R.A. Williams was preaching. And I walked up to him and I had $100 in my pocket. He blessed me so much so. And I put that $100, I said, said, one day I'm going to give millions to the kingdom. And he said something to me, he said, you keep sowing, man. Okay. I still believe that day is going to come. I'm not going to tell you what I've given but I've given a lot financially to the kingdom because God has blessed me. I'm not talking about in, I'm talking about business-wise to be a blessing to the kingdom. That moment in time, when I released that $100 bill, it was tough, boy. I was like, oh, nah, God, you ain't telling me that. Shoot, no. Nah. You must be talking to the fellow next to me because I already had my $5. I always had two pockets. You don't know, got two pockets. That's my, I'm going to leave church money, and this my church money. I already planned $5. And on that day, the Lord arrested me, and I've never stopped giving. I want to encourage you to sow. If the man of God has blessed you, sow. And and there are people in this church, they give me every week. They sow into me. And here's the thing. Here's what I'm wondering. Like, how do they have it to give me every week? Ah. How is it that that's happening? Because they're not missing it because they're sowing good ground. What I'm saying to you is, I want to see you blessed. But the only way you're going to do it is you got to make the choice. Amen? Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. I believe blessings are coming to y'all. And do you believe believe this, y'all? I pray for y'all every day. I, I have your first fruit cards from last year and the year before, and I pray over them every day. Every day I take a new card and I pray for a new person every day, every day, because I wanna see you succeed. I wanna see you succeed in in your marriage, in your parenting, in your life, in your schooling, whatever you're doing, I wanna see you blessed. And I wanna say to somebody here, man, trust God. Make your giving a moment, like when you come to church, make it a moment, like you're like, okay, I'm happy, I'm ready. Don't be like, well, I got to get this money out of my bank account before I spend it. No, 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 that's grudging. Do it like this. Do it from the heart. Man, you know what? I'm just happy to release. Let me just release it. Because God is going to bless that. I ask myself, why are there some who are giving and they're not being blessed? There's no way that principle is true to the person who's giving and they're not giving. No way. So there has to be a heart issue. If you need prayer today, I want to pray for you. Amen. If you're here this morning and you say, Pastor, I want to revive, I want to renew, and I want to recommit to giving to God. And I want to be a cheerful giver. I want you to be that channel. I want you to be that channel. You got to want to be that channel. It's not brilliant ideas, y'all that's going to get you. God's going to give you a God idea. a god ordained a meeting. Okay? A, 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 what I call a divine moment with someone who will connect you to someone, and all of a sudden, you're in the right place, talking to the right people, and then all of a sudden God is setting you up for greatness. that's you then you want prayer pastor I want to fall in that place I want to be in that place I want to I want to be that bucket I want to be that vehicle I want to be that person that God uses I know I want to be that person I know for me I want to be that person I've already made up in my mind I'm going to be that person that God uses so I can funnel money back into the kingdom to the kingdom Let's think, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, when we all gone, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, when we're all gone,
7: we could say, Reverend James, sold.
6: And this building is still here because he was part of it. Your name is going down in heaven as a person who sold into the kingdom. Come on and help me, somebody. Fixed income, you ain't got no fixed income. Stop thinking like that. God got avenues. He got ways. He can bring it. You ain't got to do no multi-level marketing and, and get one person to get another person to get another person to get another person. No, it don't work like that. He will give you an idea that will blow up. He'll give you something of your own that you can leave. Do you know when I started my business, I never thought in my mind, well, leave it to my kids. That wasn't in my mind. But as you get older, God shows you there are more important things in life. And leaving a legacy is one of them. If you just need prayer today, I want to pray for you. If you you need prayer, if you need prayer. If you need prayer today, if you want to be restored back to the Lord today, you can come. If you're here today and you've not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can come. If you're here looking for a church home and you need a church home today, you can be part of this church by coming down and we can give you the right hand of fellowship and you can definitely be part of this church today. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. We pray for Sister Andrea's asking for prayer, that she would be a hilarious giver, God, a cheerful giver, God, happy giver, Lord, Father God. And God, I pray for Sister heal as she gets ready for her procedure tomorrow, God. We believe, God, that it will go well, that she will go in and come out, and that she will come out greater than when she went in. Father, we know that you are a doctor, and so we believe that we need the physical doctors, but Lord, we believe, Father, it's already done. Give her a sense of peace right now, that the procedure will be well. We pray for Alexis, who's praying, God, that she would just Continue to keep her promises to you, Father God. I pray for Miss Sheila today, Father God, that she continue to bless her and keep her. And then, Lord, I pray for uh, Sister Sister Caroline and Ayana right now. Touch them right now. Touch their hearts, God. Touch that young girl, Father God. Change our heart, God, as we know you can, Lord. We pray for Brother Mitchell as he's going through, Father God. Heal his body. And then, Lord, I pray for everyone here under the sound of my voice. Bless them, Lord. Lord, pour into them so that they can truly see how powerful a God you are. In Jesus' name, amen, and thank God. Give God a hand clap of praise. Won't we stand as we get ready to dismiss? Thank you so much again. Again, we want to thank all of our guests. For visiting with us today, and uh, we pray that something was said today that is, will, would encourage you and bless your life. And hope you come back and visit with us more. Amen. Uh, join me next week, and uh, we'll be here on we'll be here on uh, Wednesday night. Amen. For Bible study, we've been talking about the mind. Amen. How to how to think biblically. Amen. How to overcome those things in your mind. Amen. That may trouble you. Amen. Birthday shout out to sister Karen. Amen. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy
7: birthday.
6: Amen. Happy birthday to you. Amen. God bless you. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for what we've seen, what we've heard, and what we've understood today. Father, as we leave here today, may we leave here with blessings on our minds that you've already set up for us. No matter what we may face, because that's the distraction, let us continue to know how blessed people we are. Keep us all in perfect peace. Give us safe traveling mercies. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. Vision Church, win, disciple, develop. God bless you. See you all next week.